good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Tuesday, the 22nd of February 2022, and we will start off with the nationwide daily COVID report. The country registered 32 more COVID-19 fatalities and 18,803 new cases during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Monday morning. Now, this compared with the 30 COVID-related fatalities and 18,953 new cases that were reported on Sunday morning. Now, as we said, we had the 18,883 confirmed cases and we have 15,010 probable cases that were confirmed by ATK testing. 162 came from abroad, as we said, and 17 from prisons. Out of the 166,397 people in care, 77,071 are in hospital. There are 796 people currently in ICU and 202 people on ventilators. Now, Chambari Public Health Office is reporting 884 confirmed cases, 702 probable cases and one death. Most confirmed cases are in Chambari City, 162, Siracha, 249 and Banglamung Patia area, 246. There are 7,853 patients now in care. And in Phuket, the Public Health Office reported 720 new cases, that's up compared to the day before. Out of this number, uh, 628 are local and 92 are from abroad. There were three deaths and there are now 6,054 people in care in Phuket. And moving along to the first story of the day. Government says no hospital can reject patients. Private hospitals have been warned against denying medical treatment to COVID-19 patients, with Prime Minister Prayat Chanacha adding that changes to the Universal Coverage for Emergency Patients, the UCEP scheme, won't take effect until March 1st. Under the UCEP scheme, patients can seek treatment at any medical facilities for three days, after which they will be transferred to a hospital where their state welfare and or health insurance scheme is registered. However, the government recently removed COVID-19 from the list of conditions covered by the UCEP, which means that from March 1st, those who test positive for COVID-19 but do not require critical care will have to pay for their own medical bills if they choose to seek treatment at a private hospital. Government spokesperson Tanakorn Wangbunghanchana said private hospitals which refuse treatment to COVID-19 patients will face penalties as outlined in the Medical Facilities Act. Until the policy change takes effect on March 1st, COVID-19 patients can seek medical treatment at private hospitals without being charged, said the spokesman. Patients with mild symptoms will be asked to isolate at home, while those who can't will be referred to a community isolation centre, the cost of which will be covered by other welfare schemes, such as the universal health coverage, the social security system or the civil servant medical benefit scheme. Mr. Tanacorn said the government will introduce a new scheme called Universal Coverage for Emergency Patients Plus, which will deal with COVID-19 sufferers who exhibit moderate or severe symptoms. Separately yesterday, the Social Security Office assured workers insured under its welfare program that there will be no change to its scheme. 
SSO Secretary Boonsong Tapchayut said workers who test positive for COVID-19 will be admitted to hospitals first. If their symptoms worsen, they will be transferred to a hospital. However, when asked if those insured with the SSO will be referred to hospitals where their insurance was registered or any SSO partner hospital, he admitted the office had no policy on this matter. And speeding along, government expects 200,000 Saudi visitors this year. About 200,000 people are expected to visit Thailand from Saudi Arabia this year. With the resumption of direct flights and mutual tourism promotions, the government spokesman said on Monday. Spokesman Tanakorn Wambunganchana said Saudi Arabian Airlines would start operating direct flights between the two countries next Monday and the Tourism and Sports Ministry plan to take tourism representatives to Saudi Arabia later next month to present their products and services. That should bring about 200,000 visitors from Saudi Arabia this year and about 20 million baht in tourism-related income, the spokesman said. Saudi Arabian tourists have high potential and are a target group under the medical hub and wellness tourism policy, he said. Mr. Tanakorn said the ministry was drafting a memorandum of understanding on the Thai-Saudi Arabian cooperation and mutual tourism promotion. It was proposed Thai pilgrims should have their visas extended for their visits to Saudi Arabia. The draft has already been sent to Saudi Arabia for consideration. The government spokesman attributed the positive tourism outlook to the restoration of Thai-Saudi Arabian ties following the visit of Prime Minister Prayachana Cha to Saudi Arabia late last month. He said the foreign ministry should take representatives of the Thai private sector to Saudi Arabia this weekend to discuss bilateral trade promotion. And next up, Patong police issue electric scooter warning. Patong police have issued a warning after a series of online complaints led to four tourists being charged for riding unregistered electric scooters in the area. Several complaints had been lodged via social media channels that people riding electric scooters in the area around the Tantip Beach Resort in Patong had been posing a threat to the safety of pedestrians and fellow road users due to inconsiderate and reckless driving. The complaints alerted the police who acted last Wednesday. One tourist was stopped near the police booth on P Road around 6.30pm last Wednesday with three others later apprehended, two on Bangla Road. It emerged that in addition to posing a hazardous threat to the safety of people in the area, the scooters that the tourists were riding were unregistered and none of the riders were able to provide any form of documentation relating to the vehicles. The tourists, whose identity and nationalities were not disclosed by police, were charged with using an unregistered and untaxed vehicle. The scooters were seized and taken to Patong Police Station, where an investigation will be conducted to identify the origin and owners who would be charged in due course. This prompted the police to issue a general warning that anyone caught riding an unregistered vehicle could be liable to be charged and fined, although the exact amount was not specified. They also urge anyone riding electric scooters to be more mindful of those around them to ensure the safety of everyone on the roads and pavements in the area. Now this is quite an interesting story because this only seems to be in Patong and not any other parts of Phuket right now. It certainly doesn't apply to anywhere else in the country because e-scooters are perfectly acceptable and seen regularly in the likes of Bangkok, Chiang Mai, Kanchanaburi and places like this. The other issue is, and they've touched on this and they said, well, you have to have it registered. Well, you cannot register this. The Land Transportation Department today have already said that these kind of scooters cannot be registered. They're basically a skateboard with a set of handlebars on them. Now, something funny is going on at Batong, and I reckon this probably and the complaints probably have come from maybe the 
tuk-tuk mafia taxi drivers hanging around these streets here who've probably seen somebody who's created a business renting out these kind of scooters, okay, to people, and have seen it as money being taken away from them and decided probably to anonymously complain about it. And of course, we know the way the police behave in Patong. Every time a taxi driver complains about something, they hop into action for some reason. But yeah, this is what I think has gone on here because you can't register these, right? It's not possible here in the country. Secondly, where would you put a number plate on it? What documentation would you provide? The receipt from the the receipt from the local sports shop where you can buy them. For example, Decathlon in Phuket sells them between three and four thousand baht, so they're not even expensive. To me, this looks like a setup by the police in trying to get rid of some guy's business who is obviously doing kind of well. He's renting these out on a daily basis to tourists, and somebody has decided that they don't like this and we need to put a stop to it. And I think that's what basically has happened in Patong. But I'd love to know your opinion on it. What do you think this is all about? And moving along to one of the featured stories today, Phuket calls for endemic designation. Phuket is offering itself as the first province to declare the spread of COVID-19 as endemic despite a growing number of infections among tourists according to an official. Phuket would be delighted to be the first province for the declaration, Deputy Governor of Phuket Pichet Panapong said on Sunday. I hope this will help alleviate concerns about the virus and shift focus to economic restoration instead. Endemic status is given if a province's infection rate does not exceed 10,000 new cases per day, while the fatality rate does not exceed 0.1%, and more than 80% of at-risk people have received two coronavirus vaccines, he said, citing the National Communicable Disease Committee. Now, before I continue on this story, the 10,000 that he's quoting is not for a province, it's for the whole country, and we covered that in a story previously, so he's misquoting what was said. But anyway, Mr. Pichette said the province will also ask the government to shorten the quarantine period from 10 to 5 days. In the first 5 days, an affected person should be required to quarantine at home, a hospital or a hospital before being permitted to resume their lives for another 5 days under strict COVID-19 prevention measures to solve work issues, he said. The daily report on the number of new COVID-19 infections should be cancelled and instead focus on reports of moderate to severe cases, he said. Mr. Bichette insisted Phuket is safe as it has sufficient resources to take care of locals and visitors. The province has also expedited giving vaccine jabs to young children together with various measures including making face masks mandatory, he said. It has also worked with a clinic to provide basic COVID-19 treatments and advice for the provincial administration while distributing favipravir pills among patients with mild symptoms and providing isolation measures, he said. However, the infection rate among tourists is still a major problem as up to 3% of them were found to be infected, while 4% were detected in second tests, he said. On Saturday, for example, Phuket logged 549 domestic cases, including 67 from people under the Sandbox scheme and 49 from the Test and Go scheme. Now, as I pointed out, his figure of 10,000 per province is not correct. What the Communicable Disease Committee did say was it would be 10,000 or less for the entire country. If it was 10,000 per province, that means they would be allowing 770,000 people to be infected per day and then call it endemic. Absolutely makes no sense because we've 77 provinces and 10,000 per day. So yeah, he's misquoting exactly what he's talking about. Secondly, if it's endemic, then there's no need to quarantine anymore if you get the disease or the virus. Let's call it that, a virus. 
but he's saying let's reduce it to five days and call it endemic. They obviously don't know what they're talking about in Phuket. Now I'm not an expert on it either, but I know endemic means that we don't go around quarantining people anymore. It probably also means that we don't need to wear face masks anymore and international travelers coming in from abroad wouldn't have to have any actual regulations. They just could freely come in and out. So he's talking nonsense. Endemic is not declared per province. It's declared from a country point of view, a whole country. Though Phuket, as we know, tends to think that it is its own independent country, but it's not. So let's get that one straight. Now, stuff that I have heard of over the last couple of days, news on the grapevine is that the second PCR test is going to be canceled on the 1st of March. Now I've heard that from a couple of reliable sources. There was also a CCSA meeting on Wednesday afternoon. So we will have exactly what comes out of that uh, meeting for you. I'm thinking the whole thing with the test being canceled on the 1st of March will be coming out of that meeting. I've also heard that there will be a roadmap released to normal tourism again. So a step-by-step approach to getting back to no PCR tests before you leave and none on arrival and basically a renormalization of everyday life here in Thailand. Now that is on the agenda. That roadmap may be released on Wednesday as well. That would be very good news. I think when we talk about Phuket, they're in some kind of a gaga land right now because they don't understand what endemic means and then they're talking about quarantine and all that on the other hand. I think we need to follow what the Thai government's going to propose possibly in the next day or two and I think that would be very, very helpful. I think if people knew this is the steps we're going to to get to a point where we have no more restrictions in the country, it gives people a clear focus on what they need to do and it gives people hope and they can plan for the future. So to me, this is all very positive. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I'd love to know your opinion as always down below in that comment section. Thai policeman in exile and victims of human trafficking revealed in Parliament. Police Major General Pawin Pongsarin, former Deputy Commissioner of the 8th Provincial Police Bureau, who led an investigation into a Rohingya human trafficking network over six years ago, said last night that he feels relieved after his side of the story was revealed in Parliament by Move Forward MP Rangsiman Rome during the general debate yesterday. Currently living in exile in Australia, after escaping with his life more than six years ago, Police Major General Pawin led an investigation into human trafficking activities in Thailand's southern border provinces. His work led to the arrest and prosecution of 75 suspects, including three army officers and one naval officer. A few others, including an army lieutenant general, who was then a special advisor to the Royal Thai Army, later surrendered and were eventually indicted. The probe was launched after security forces stumbled on a jungle camp in Sadao district of Sankla in August 2015, where hundreds of illegal Rohingya immigrant victims of a human trafficking gang were being detained. The remains of dozens of Rohingya were also found buried around the camp. In an online interview with Rexy Man and Panika Wanik, a key member of the progressive movement, Hawin said, Today is one of my happiest days. It is the story of my hardship, which has brought me nothing but stress since I escaped from Thailand six years, three months and three days ago. The former deputy commissioner quit the police service after his plea to then police chief Chaktit Chandinda to review his transfer order to the three southernmost border provinces was rejected. He claimed that the transfer to the Deep South would put his life at risk because he had made many enemies after the human trafficking probe. Pawin 
said that he had been persecuted and treated unfairly by the Royal Thai Police and the government as he insisted that the story, as he told in Parliament by Rang Siwan yesterday, is true. The former police officer said he feels that he had only received half of the acknowledgement that he deserves, adding that had he been allowed to complete his investigation, seven more big fish would have been caught and brought to justice. Rangsiman raised the issue directly with Prime Minister Prayachana Cha, but the Prime Minister dismissed the issue and moved on to other matters, prompting the Move Forward Party to call the Prime Minister a savage. The MP was later ordered by the chair of the meeting to leave the chamber after he refused to withdraw his remark. So I remember when this story happened, it was, yeah, about six years ago, the police officer was placed in charge to go after the people in this, and he did his job to the best of his ability. Now, when they got to a certain amount of people, and as the story says, about 75, they cut the investigation because I think this investigation was going to lead right up to the highest echelons of government. Then what they did was, after this guy had done his job, had been a good police officer, they decided that his reward for all this was to be transferred to the very province where he'd gone after all the big wigs and basically put him and his family in danger. They refused after all of that, his request basically not to be transferred there. And then fearing for his life because he had then started receiving death threats, he fled to Australia. And he's been there ever since. Now, I'm going to leave a link down below to the very quick one and a half minute interview that he did on Australian TV. You can get a a sense of the kind of guy he is. And I, I pretty much believe everything he's saying because he has no reason to lie about it. Why would a man flee his own native country in such a way and make up, you know, these kind of stories? There's no reason to make them up at all. Now, also, if you watch this interview later on after the show by the way guys after the show you will see that you know the police chief at the time tried to tried to dismiss all this too but anyway it's down there for you to decide you can look at it you can see it but you know when when you've lived in thailand when you know the way things have worked here and when a guy starts to get too close to the truth you know they cut him out and they transfer him the same thing that happened to the immigration officer big joke who was going after everyone left right and center and until he stumbled over somebody's toes and maybe started to take their little money pot away and then he suddenly disappeared and was transferred to an inactive post and nearly assassinated as well so these things are happening here in thailand as i said the link is down below you can watch the interview after the show if you like and uh, we'll move along to the uh, next story of the day and finally the phuket news daily report austrian woman in patong post 10,000 baht reward for safe return of her stolen chicken An Austrian woman in Patong is offering 10,000 baht reward for the safe return of her missing chicken, Peep Peep. That's right, I did say a chicken. Phuket's Heidi crowned Miss Grand Phuket 2022. Amanda Heidi Jensen, 22 from Phuket, has been crowned Miss Grand Phuket. And finally, 66 baby turtles hatch in Kaolampi Hat, Taimuang National Park. Officials from Kaolampi Hat, Taimuang National Park in Panya Province confirmed yesterday that 66 green turtles have successfully hatched and been released into the sea. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.